Now, in my experience, growth usually comes from a source of pain or discomfort, which pushes you to try something new or interrupt an old behavior simply because you come to realize that the pain of remaining the same, of remaining who you are and where you are, is far greater than the discomfort it's going to take for you to change and try something new. My intention for this show is to inspire growth within you. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the journey many have taken to drastically change their lives, this is the place to be. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. Today I have my wife, Luara Gonzalez, with us. She is the mother of our child. She is a yoga teacher and now a certified teacher of English as a second language. Luara, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. How are you today? I'm good. I'm tired, as you know, but I'm good. Yep, yep. Rough night last night with the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, so let's dive right into this episode. So I want to talk about when you first found out that you are pregnant with our daughter, what was happening around you at that time? What was your reaction? How are you feeling? So yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see. This was around beginning of September of 2016. I had just completed like my university degree had just gotten like my first quote-unquote real job at at an office in a business improvement area um, association. Nice, nice. Things are looking up. Yeah, so it was good. I was feeling good, you know, positive for what was to come for my career and stuff like that for the rest of my life. And then fast forward to when I sort of when I thought or I knew something was up because I missed my period. Mm -hmm. So that's when I thought, "Uh oh, okay, I might be pregnant. Um, I started getting a little bit nervous. It really started to put things in a different perspective because I was like, okay, if I'm pregnant, um, definitely keeping it. Mm -hmm. And so my life is going to take a turn like crazy. I think that's when I let you know, like, okay, I missed my period. We were both like starting to freak out. Yep, yep. And I think that weekend I went away camping to Tobermory, which is like this gorgeous area here in Ontario Mm -hmm. with some of our friends. You couldn't come. Yeah, I was there. I was like, they could see right away that something was up. They're like, what's going on? I was like, I might be pregnant. Um, And they were like, oh, no way. So the whole weekend, even though it was fun, was a bit stressful for me because I just wanted to be 100% sure as soon as possible. So I had to like wait to get back to Toronto to take the test. Uh So yeah, those like... Those nights at the camp, I couldn't even sleep. I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) 
So got back, took the test right away at the doctor's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right there and then they told me, yep, you're pregnant. We can do the blood test because they do a urine test first. Uh, the urine test came back like positive right away. She's like, we can do the blood test just to be sure, like just to be even more sure. Uh, I was like, okay, sure. And she's like, yeah, okay, you'll get the results for that tomorrow. But just know that (laughs) this is pretty accurate too. I was like, okay. So then I really started to get a little bit more nervous. Um, I called you. You weren't picking up because I think you were busy. Then I called my sister and I told her right away, like, I'm pregnant. Uh, I started crying on the phone just because there was like so much built up emotion. I, it's not that I was sad per se. It's just that there were too many emotions that had built up. And yep, I spoke to her. We both cried. She was super excited, though. Mm. She said, don't even worry. This is like this child was supposed to come to us. And I said, I know, I know. But I just was not expecting him or her right now. And she says, I know, but you, you must be ready. To someone out there or the universe, you're ready. And so that calmed me down a little bit. And yeah. Okay. I don't know what else you asked. Sorry. No, that's good. One thing that stands out that you immediately had decided that you wanted to keep the baby and that uh, sort of removed some of the confusion right off the bat. So I think that's, that's a good, good thing that happened to you. And then um, you spoke with your sister and obviously you told your family, uh, I think around the same time as well. So you had, Yeah, so you had a a lot of support as opposed to me. I decided to keep it to myself and try to process it for, you know, however long I did that for. Yeah. And (laughs) so now that you knew that baby is coming and I knew that baby is coming, there were a few things that I had to get in order, which I already talked about. And you had enrolled in a yoga teacher training program prior to knowing that you're pregnant right yes all right so let's talk a a bit more about that so once you found out that you're pregnant and this is happening Mm -hmm. how did it affect you going through with your yoga teacher training did you think about not doing it because you know obviously your body is changing yeah and uh, yeah what were some of the challenges with that and uh, how did you grow through that experience? Okay. So, yeah, I had enrolled back in like June for this uh, 200 hour yoga teacher training uh, that was to be held in December. So, obviously, at that time, no sight of a baby. So, I was super excited for that yoga teacher training because it's something that I always wanted to do for a very long time. And so I guess fast forward to when I found out I was pregnant and like, you know, all those emotions wore off and I told uh, everyone that was close to me and stuff. And I guess it took like a few weeks for me to then realize like, oh, snap, I have, um, I'm supposed to take this yoga teacher training 
in December where I'll be like five months pregnant. So then I started to get fearful, like, oh no, am I going to miss this opportunity? And then a little bit of anxiety started to um, sneak in as well, because I thought like, okay, if I don't do it now, when am I ever going to do this? It's a big-ish time commitment. After baby's born, I don't really see this happening, Um, especially because, you know, for the first year, your body is probably not the same at all. So uh, I started to get a little bit nervous and I was a little bit sad that I might have to miss out. So I started contacting the um, organizer and I couldn't get a hold of him for a while. So I was like, oh no, I'm going to miss my spot if, if they don't know. I should probably like try to let them know as soon as possible. So he, called, he eventually got back to me And he kind of reassured me, like, look, it is completely up to you. If you're a regular yoga practitioner, there shouldn't really be any issues, but definitely consult with your doctor or your midwife, whatever it was that, whoever it was that was treating me. And you were Um, doing yoga uh, before this regularly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was not an issue, but obviously you still have to be cleared by a professional. Mm -hmm. So I, I did, that was like one of the first things I asked uh, my doctor and she said, I mean, yeah, like you're going to be really tired all the time. Are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) And I've always been like a very high energy person. So I couldn't even like at this point I was one month or so. I couldn't even really imagine being tired like that. I was like, "Eh, how bad can it be? I was like, Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be fine. (laughs) And then little did I know, tiredness started like setting in more so than I could like ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And stayed with you for the next three years. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So fast forward to when he calls me back, he says like, you know, it's okay. Just to let you know, you wouldn't be the only one who has done this pregnant. There was a lady that was doing it when she started her pregnancy. Then there was another one that was doing it when she was like eight months pregnant. I was like, wow, really? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. So as long as you're cleared and you want to go ahead with this, you're okay to do this. So Yeah, the training started in December. It was a super exciting time. It was like a trauma release based teacher training, yoga teacher training, if that makes sense. It's through karma teachers. And so, a lot to release a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, bad karma, if you can even call it that. We go through a lot of like trauma release exercises, or we went through a lot of those in Mm -hmm. the training. So, that was very challenging, but at the same time, so much growth was happening. I was just like growing in all aspects at this point, like physically, emotionally, through this training, through like becoming a mother. It was just like an insane amount of growth. And even though I was really, really tired, which was one of the challenges, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say like physically tired, like, oh, I can't move. It was just like very, I was very sleepy all the time, which is normal in your 
first trimesters. So that was a little bit challenging because I constantly had to like remind myself, like, gotta keep awake. This is important. Don't miss anything. But other than that, um, it was great. It was just like everything I wanted it to be and more. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was pregnant, I think, might have even helped me because I just, like, I don't even know if this makes sense, but even though I was so tired, I was so receptive so open not just my belly but Mm. like uh yeah very very open and receptive to like all the teachings and we had such wonderful teachers nice Um, so yeah I think it's great that you actually went through with the commitment that you made with yourself regarding becoming a yoga teacher and uh, definitely a, a concern especially when you find out that, you know, you're having your first baby and it's on the way and definitely a lot of anxiety can set in. But you you were actually courageous enough to, you know, go through with it and you were committed to the cause. And uh, a lot of people, I think, in the same situation would do otherwise or a lot of people might not be allowed because of medical reasons. So mm-hmm. you were truly lucky and courageous at the same time in that sense. Yes, and, uh, I, yeah, I was blessed. I would yeah, say yes. blessed. You are blessed. Yeah, I was actually surprised that uh, you know one could do these things while they're while they're pregnant. So I was really <laughs> like, amazed to see you doing this uh, intensive program. So was uh, was the training any different for you as compared to any of the students? Did they like alter any of the poses for you, or did you just go through the regular training? Yes. So um, right away, I had to tell our asana um, teacher, Kent, who was like really amazing throughout the whole thing too, Kent Bren. What's asana? Um, Okay. Asanas are like the actual physical poses. Ah, okay. So he, we had two teachers. He was more of our asana, our sun salutations, the whole like actual physical business of yoga. And then we had uh, Emerson Lim, who uh, was doing the trauma exercises. He was doing a lot of the philosophical and theoretical stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I honestly can't say enough how amazing it was to experience them. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I, t- I had to tell them, well, Emerson knew because he was the one that I spoke to. He was also the organizer. I told Kent and he was like, oh my gosh, you're doing this. Okay, (laughs) you're doing this. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) there weren't too many alterations, but he did say like always protect the belly. So whatever doesn't feel right, you always, always, always have to listen to your intuition and your body and just step away from whatever doesn't feel right, Mm -hmm. which I did. But most of the time, everything felt okay. My belly was not that big. In fact, it was during that month that I started to see the belly. Mm-hmm. When it came to inversions, I couldn't do them. He just said, like, you know what, let's err on the side of caution and not uh, have you do the, the inversions, which is when you uh, flip your body so that your feet are up and your head is down towards the ground. So there are many like handstands, headstands, all that stuff. So I didn't do those, but definitely like saw people practice, definitely helped out in whatever way I could so that I could learn that stuff. All right, nice. So the training lasted for about a month, if I remember correctly. Yeah, exactly a month. Okay. And then so now the training was complete. Let's move forward 
to, I think, uh, close to the birth, but also about the way we had the birth. So yes. we obviously didn't go the conventional way. We decided to go, or you actually decided to go with a midwifery service in Ontario. I actually mm-hmm. didn't know about them at all. Yeah. And uh, it was a great experience. So yeah, if you want to share more about that, what exactly a midwifery service is and, uh, and your birth experience. Okay. So as soon as I got pregnant, I just got the idea in my head like, okay, this baby is going to be born not in a hospital because I've had way too many experiences in hospitals from my childhood. I was a very sick child. I always had like really bad asthma. Mm -hmm. So hospitals freak me out and I literally feel like I cannot breathe. So I couldn't picture myself birthing in a hospital, not being able to breathe. So that whole thought would just cause me anxiety anytime I would like think about it. So obviously I put it out of my mind for most of it. I started doing my research, like other ways of birthing. That's when I came across uh, the Midwives Association of Ontario. I don't know if that's exactly how it's called, but they have different offices throughout the province to serve the different areas. So I called them up. I got assigned to one of the offices. Once you choose to go with a midwife, they will take care of you prenatally. So starting from whenever you get access to them, which for Mm -hmm. me was like around my second or third month, Mm -hmm. all the way up to six weeks after the birth of the baby. I think that's a really important point because there's a lot of confusion, a lot of questions that you know, mothers have after the birth, a lot of the times there's sort of a block when communicating with the doctor and, you know, asking them questions. Sometimes people feel bad. They're bucking the doctor so much. And, you know, that's exactly what the midwives are there for. You ask them a ton of questions. They're always there for you. They help you out. And that to me was, you know, a great selling point. And I think there's a checkup even a little bit later than that. So they're pretty that's great. Comforting. Yeah. Yeah, very, very comforting. They're experts in their field because they specialize so much in this. Usually they're uh, people who were either doctors or nurses before that chose to go the way of birthing babies, prenatal, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So super knowledgeable. Uh, I had, you will get assigned two midwives just because like if one is not available, the other one is. One of them had been a midwife for like 20 plus years. So she knew like everything. Mm, Um, I remember. Yeah. (laughs) What else? Sorry, what what was the other part of the question? The other part was just sharing your own birthing experience. Okay, right. The midwives, uh, like you said, they're actually like they go through school. I think it's four years. It's a VHSC program and they're healthcare professionals. Yes, And I think part of their training is actually experiencing and uh, seeing and delivering babies during a live birth. I think they go, I might be wrong with the numbers here. I think it's around between 60 or or, or 40 until they actually... 100 births, I think it was. Oh yeah, there you go. 100 births before they actually... um, Yeah. Get to deliver themselves yeah deliver themselves which 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 i th- which i thought was amazing because if you go if you go to a hospital and deliver the baby there there might be a new doctor there who's actually never experienced a live birth and he's delivering your baby and i mm-hmm. that that sort of fact just sort of blew my mind and 
Yeah, I was uh, straight away on board with, you know, going with the midwives and mm-hmm. having a home birth. And having a home birth is not always an option to everyone because they usually do low-risk births. So if there's a problem, any complications, you do end up going to a hospital. But as you're about to share that experience with us, I think it was different for you. Yeah. So uh, you can only have a home birth in Ontario if you're being cared for by midwives. So just to get that cleared out. And if you have the care of a midwife, you won't be seeing a gynecologist or anything like that uh, or OBGY, whatever. So yeah, basically, Amanisha, well, we didn't even know if she was a girl (laughs) at this point, Mm -hmm. but let's say baby was starting to be almost two weeks late. So at this point, my midwives were like, okay, if she's not born by the 10th or 11th of May, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to go into the hospital. So I was like, no, 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 no. I was was just completely like shut down that idea. I was like, she's going to be born. And so by this point, we had like three days and I was like, she's going to be born every, every, three of those nights I was like she's gonna be born tonight and I was doing so much like envisioning of her birth and I was talking to him or her I didn't know who but the baby telling them like you're going to be born now uh it's time to come out otherwise um I'm gonna have to go to a hospital and that's not what I want for us so please please be born come to the morning of May 10th Mm-hmm. that was like the final day quote unquote we right. go into the hospital they put in this gel into your cervix that begins like the process mm-hmm. of kind of like maturing the cervix and or the uterus so that you start the process of um birthing birthing yeah uh which is a long process there are many parts to it i don't know all the names and all the terms so Sorry. But anyways, yeah. So we went there. They monitored me for like two hours. Then they said, okay, you got to come back tonight. During that time, you and I went out to lunch. We spent some time together. Mm -hmm. Had fun, walked. Uh, We were trying to do all the things that uh, people tell you to do so that you birth quickly, like eat pineapple, eat spicy food. When we went (laughs) to lunch, we went to uh, an Indian buffet. Yeah, yeah. And I was just loving it. Yeah, it was so good. (laughs) And I think after the buffet is when I felt like my first contraction. I was like, oh, what's that? Like, Mm -hmm. never felt that before. Yeah, there you Um, go. Your baby's (laughs) running late. Have some, go to an Indian buffet and that'll that'll help you. (laughs) Yeah. I took like castor oil. And previously to this, like, uh, some weeks before, I even started going to acupuncture for them to help me as well. Mm-hmm. The lady there in the last days gave me this like elixir, which was like something that tasted like the worst thing you would ever imagine. It was either called an elixir or, or a tonic made from some special herbs, I think based in the traditional Chinese medicine. Okay. And yeah, so I would take that a couple of times a day or once a day. She said that would hopefully help with getting the birth on the way. Mm -hmm. So that might have something to do with it as well. Okay. And then at night we had to go back to the hospital. By that time I was having like contractions steadily, very painfully. 
And when we got there, the midwife was like, okay, unfortunately, this is nothing compared to how the pain will be. Let's remember that you've chosen the route of no pain meds because that was like very essential to me from the beginning. I wanted yeah, also as a natural. brave choice. <laughs> I just, to me, pharmaceuticals are like, if I can avoid them as long as possible, mm-hmm. I will. And I thought to myself, like, I have a pretty high pain threshold. So, like, I can do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I never imagined, obviously, that the pain is like this. Everybody tells you. I spoke to so many mothers, and they were all like, oh, I thought the same. But, you know, once it started to set in, right away, I was like, give me the epidural. That's what they would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was doing, like, a lot of uh, mindful breathing, so many things, right? And we even did, like, the acupressure thing. Right. We did we did the perennial massage, which I'm so thankful to you for helping me with because I think that really made a big difference. Um of course. So what else? Yeah, let's uh I think fast forward to the night of the birth or when they told us that we're gonna have to come to the hospital in the morning, that it's not gonna right. be a home birth anymore. Yeah. And yeah, let's talk more about that because I think I was trying to sleep and then you were trying to give birth. <laughs> yes, everybody was sleeping. So after the hospital, like she, the midwife let us know, like, listen, I am sorry. You're not going to have your home birth. We will see you back here at eight o'clock in the morning. And I was like, no, no, no. She's going to be born tonight. And she's like, no, she's not going to be born tonight. Like you have such a long way to go. You're not even dilated at all. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, she's going to be born tonight. But I said, anyway, yeah, okay, we'll see you here. Um, mm-hmm. We got back home. She told me, like, take two Tylenols. Yeah, take two Tylenols, which I actually did because I was like, okay, I want to get some sleep just in case. Took two Tylenols, tried to go to sleep, could not even, like, it was just, there was no sleeping for me. Uh, you, my mom and my brother all fell asleep and I was like, okay, what's going to happen to me? So I sat on my big exercise ball. I started doing some acupressure, some breathing. The pain just kept getting worse and worse. Like every hour Mm. I kept waking you up like, okay, it's very bad now. And you would be like, yeah, but remember what she said, it's going to be really, really bad. The contractions have to be like a minute apart or 30 seconds apart and last. Oh, I can't even remember these uh, numbers anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. So they were like, I think 15 minutes apart and Mm -hmm. lasting, they were lasting what seemed like a lot, but I don't know. might've been 30 seconds. Yeah, it's kind of a funny measure. Like when you're having this unimaginable pain and you're like, oh, hold on, let me just time this. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> but yeah, and it's the middle of the night too, right? So yeah, it's hard it was to really... like mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12. By 12, I was like, call her. I woke you up again. I'm like, and I was so pissed at this point. I'm like, oh, everybody's sleeping and I'm so tired. Like, I can't do this alone. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I woke you up. I'm like, call her. I think I was like crying at this point, a little bit freaking out because I never been through so much pain. So we called her and she said, okay, yeah, like it sounds very bad, but I'm sorry. Once again, they're going to be even 
more painful. <laughs> so mm. I was like, I don't know how this can be more painful. Like, what are you telling me? Just freaking come here and like deliver this baby. And she's like, I'm not going to come right now. I'm sorry. Like we have the appointment for tomorrow. So, okay. We went back to the same old. I think you were still trying to get some sleep. <laughs> so I, I sat there again. Great start um, to fatherhood. <laughs> and then, I mean, I get it. It's the middle of the night, right? At around 1.30, I think my water broke. Mm-hmm. I went to the washroom to pee and like, I don't know, it didn't feel like pee. And I was like, whoa, okay, what's happening? Then the contractions like really, really got very strong at that point. I couldn't even like, I don't know, I just couldn't even be. So called her back. She was like, okay, what's happening? I'm like, I think my water broke. And she's like, okay, but even if your water breaks, that doesn't automatically mean that you're going to birth right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is really bad though. I cannot, I cannot. So I think we hung up. It was like 1.30 still. Yeah, I think around. I got the feeling that she she was really trying to sleep as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, she had to deliver a baby at eight in the morning. So I'm pretty sure. she was trying to sleep too and she's probably like oh they keep calling Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that's not new to her yeah first time parents right Mm -hmm. so at two again I saw like a tiny little speck of blood and I freaked out I don't even know if there's supposed to be blood I don't know anything right now I just know that I think she's coming so Mm -hmm. the contraction started getting to the point that my belly would get so hard and I I was just like grunting, like, (laughs) like, I think that's how you kind of know that you're ready to give birth. Mm -hmm. Like from all the birthing videos that I saw, I would just remember the ladies like grunting. Mm. And I was like, okay, it's happening. I'm like, call her back, call her back right now. She has to come right now. And I didn't even want to speak to her because I could barely speak. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh no, unfortunately I have to hear her go through a contraction. And I was like, oh my God. And I was crying to her. I'm like, just come, please. (laughs) At this point, I was like sitting on the toilet and I couldn't even get up. (laughs) And Mm. I was like, I don't want to deliver this baby on the toilet. She's like, you won't, you won't get somebody to help you to the bed. I'm like, I can't lie down. It hurts even more. Like, what am I going to do? I was just like stressing out. Mm -hmm. She was like, okay, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. Because she heard me through a contraction and she's like, okay, it sounds like this is it. So yeah. she like rushed over there, came really quickly. When she got there, she measured my cervix. She's like, you're ready to go. It's ready to go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bing, bang, boom. Within like, I would say like 15 to 30 minutes, baby was delivered. Yep. Pushing is not fun, but mm-hmm. it was less painful at that point than going through all the hours of contractions. Mm. And Yeah. Yeah, the, we had the baby. We found out it's a girl, mm-hmm. and um, I think did they they left and then they came back the next morning. Was it? Uh, they stayed with us for a while. They stayed with us maybe until like five in the morning. Oh yeah, just, just uh, kind of oh. reassuring us, making mm-hmm. sure that I wasn't having uh, too much internal bleeding, telling mm-hmm. us what to expect, mm-hmm. uh, going through all the paperwork. Yeah, they came back the next morning sure that I was able to breastfeed mm-hmm. oh yeah basically they didn't leave they they don't leave until the baby latches on properly. oh there you go that's a huge help mm-hmm. yeah 
So they were just like teaching me all the tactics that they could at that point. I also had a friend of mine that volunteered to be my doula, just like a birth doula for that night. Mm -hmm. uh, Giselle. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. I think she's called Full Spectrum Doula, if anybody ever wanted to check her out. Mm -hmm. So she was with us after they left because she mm -hmm. couldn't make it right on time for the birth because it was kind of like out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. She was going to be at the hospital the next morning. So she came after they left. She stayed with us. She was like, okay, if you need to go take a shower, if you need to eat or anything like that, go. I'll hold the baby. Mm -hmm. I'll... I'll talk to Maureen and stuff if there are any questions because she's also super knowledgeable and great. So a doula is exactly that, a person who helps you uh, emotionally and other things that you need, looks after the baby. Well, you know, if uh, there's nobody home, you can go take a shower or eat or, or meditate. So that's what a doula is. A doula in our language, in my language, which is Urdu, is uh, the groom. Yeah, so it's not not that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I took a shower. I felt really, really good after. I was mesmerized at my belly, which was now like deflated <laughs> and flabby. I just kept staring at it. And I, I remember like smiling <laughs> so much. Like I couldn't believe this. I was mm -hmm. like, whoa, my belly was full one minute ago and now it's not. But anyways, mm -hmm. I took a shower. I got clean got comfy Giselle helped us like set up for the night so we could all sleep mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't really sleep that much I was just like staring at her the whole time mm. <laughs> yeah but it uh, was very blissful yeah I'm sure I'm, I'm sure yeah thank you so much for sharing your birthing experience with um, you know everyone who's listening to this I'm sure they'll find <laughs> great value in this yes Hopefully. And uh, yeah, so um, I think let's uh, talk about what's been happening since then. So you eventually started teaching yoga. Yeah. You've been teaching yoga now for two years, is it? Almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah. What else? Oh, yeah, you just completed your uh, teacher training yeah. for teaching English as a second language. Yes, my certificate. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, is there anything else you would want to share or any message you want to give to anyone who's listening or going through a hard time? doesn't have to be, you know, uh, uh, birth-related, but anything, uh, anything from the heart. And uh, then you can tell if anyone needs to find you on social media where they can find you, and uh, we'll wrap it up. All right. So... Yeah, like not completely related to birthing and being a parent, but throughout, like something that I learned a lot throughout my pregnancy and became really important to me and I became more connected with during that time and from there on was my intuition. So you get like tons of unsolicited advice when you're pregnant, I guess. I, don't, I didn't know that was a thing, but that was my experience, like People left and right would just tell me like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Oh, they're going to cut you open. Oh. So many things were being told at me. And I was just like, whoa. I felt bombarded for a bit. But then I just, I guess it also helped that I was doing this yoga and there was like a meditation component to it because I started to go inward. And I was just all constantly asking myself like, what is my heart saying? What is mm. my gut saying? 
because you get fearful with all these fearful thoughts that people put in you and I don't think they mean to like everyone was obviously happy for us that I was pregnant but you know I don't know people just they hear things they want to share it they want you to like be aware of everything but yeah I kept asking myself like what is my intuition telling me and yeah my intuition just kept telling me like go with what you want which was like home birth no meds natural blah 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 blah, right all these things Mm -hmm. so I think that can be useful for a lot of situations or most situations in life if anyone's going through a hard time and like obviously hopefully you have support in those times but really sitting with yourself and trying to become still and really listen to all those voices that are inside of us because there are a lot and it's hard to differentiate but if you practice it enough you start to know like yeah there are all these little voices and whispers but there's this like one powerful presence and voice that's sort of always there Mm -hmm. and every time you hear it it's calming and there are no doubts when you hear that voice which was kind of my experience and it might be different for everybody but yeah hopefully people can get in touch with their intuition and yeah and that helps a lot mm-hmm. and you know things like meditation or you know sitting in stillness even yoga that you did they all help you develop your intuition there's an emerging field now called body intelligence and almost all emotions are accompanied by physical sensations or physical changes in your body whether it be an elevated heart rate or butterflies in your stomach the more in tune you are at detecting those subtle changes they can be subtle at times but it depends on you know uh, how much you've developed that skill the better you can be at reading and recognizing certain things that your body's trying to tell you through physical changes and it's uh, basically exactly that that your your body talks to you and can and can give oh, you yeah. messages yeah so it's great that you're you're developing that skill to meditation and yoga and uh you had a good birthing experience is that fair to say yeah i yeah it, to me it was amazing okay amazing birthing experience yeah all right laura thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experiences i'm sure a lot of people will resonate with it and will be inspired by your voice so if someone wants to get in touch with you what's one place where they can uh, reach out and find you yeah they can reach out to me on instagram i guess um Mm -hmm. you have a very unique instagram name yes it's uh at ninja luara my name l-u-a-r-a shark Mm -hmm. like the fish shark all together ninja luara shark yeah, I kind of feel like there's a story there, but <laughs> I think... uh, it just when I there is a fish called Ninja. There's a shark called Ninja something shark. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw that name, I was like, I was like, oh, oh, that's me. I'm a ninja shark. Yeah, I was like, that's me. <laughs> that's absolutely me. All right. <laughs> so yeah, cool. Anybody, feel free to reach out to me. You're not gonna see a whole lot of yoga on my Instagram or a whole lot of. I don't know. You might see some stuff. But you reply to messages and that's important. I reply. I love meeting people. So, Mm -hmm. All right. Well, 
I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss a future episode. Feel free to leave a rating, a comment. If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow With Moon podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.